In today's episode, we're going to draw back the curtain and explore the main reasons why most people choose to live with regret. The choice is frequently made either consciously or subconsciously to favor someone else's dream instead of your own. Today, I want to help you understand this dynamic and explore some practical steps you can take to integrate your dream into your professional life right now. It's easier than you think to regret-proof your journey. That's all coming up next right here on Stop Doubting Your Dream. Stay tuned. If you have a deep-rooted dream you long to pursue but feel held back by self-doubt, the possibility of failure, and the relentless demands of everyday life, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Jeff Meyer, and I know that taking the leap of faith to make your dream a reality and overcome the seeds of doubt planted by those who say it's too risky can feel overwhelming and discouraging sometimes and cause you to question whether or not your dream is worth pursuing at all. But the truth is, it doesn't have to be an either-or choice. It's possible to pursue your dream without risking your stability or security in the process. And each week on the show, I'm going to show you and give you practical action steps you need to turn your dream into a viable source of income so you can live without regret, reshape your future, and create the meaningful change you want to see in the world, all without leaving your day job. So if you're someone who's ready to stop doubting your dream and start living it, let's dive in. Welcome back. This is episode 66. You know, regret has two sides. When I interview um, hopeful entrepreneurs, when they want to talk to me initially about their dreams, I ask two questions. I, I ask them, what's the risk in taking your dream? And usually people have a quick answer to that. They've thought that out very uh, clearly. It's stuff they've already wrestled with. And then I flip the table a little bit and I ask the question, what's the risk if you don't pursue this? And it's usually met with a little bit of silence, some deep introspection, and then a lot of emotion. Why the emotion to that one? Because regret is a brutal taskmaster. So we can we can regret when actions we've taken in the past we we want we wanted it to be different and it's not different we can't go back and change it we can also regret not taking action i would say that it is a common thing today and probably has been in every generation to live with regret so many people are living with regret they're choosing every single day to stay where they're at, even though their heart yearns for something different. In every area of life, it's common to live with regret. A quick search for quotes on regret, and you'll come up with some some doozies like these. Listen to these quotes on regret. Regret is the haunting melody of the dreams we never dared to chase. 
How about this one? In the shadow of regret, the echoes of what if grow louder with each passing day. Regret is the cost of trading your true calling for the applause of others. Ooh. And this one, living with regret is like carrying a weightless anchor that sinks your spirit. Regret is the silent storm that rages within, eroding the shores of missed opportunities. The agony of regret is a bitter reminder of the paths we didn't take and the dreams we left behind. Or how about this one? Regret is a mirror that reflects the ghosts of the chances we were too afraid to seize. Living with regret is walking backward into the future, forever fixated on the roads not taken. Oh, is that true? And regret is the bridge we build from missed moments to the land of if only. When I think about my own story and in preparation for this episode, the times when I have chosen uh, to stay put and later regretted it, where I decided to maybe play it safe instead of taking a risk and then later regretted it because I was really being led to take action. One of those times in my life was, and you've heard me talk about it before, the time when I I took a sabbatical. And from that risk-taking venture, which I took because I probably wouldn't be doing any of this if I hadn't. Going through that, I learned so much about myself and my desire to serve people in the way that I desired to serve people that I'm so grateful for the church I work at. Coming back, it has led to expanding my coaching, pursuing my dream to help more people pursue theirs. And it's led me to do that while maintaining my role as lead pastor at the church. And so that's kind of where I want to camp out today. I want to give you some hope that you can actually pursue your dream without leaving your day job. That you can actually expand your role and serve more people with the way you want to serve them while maintaining the security of your day job. It's not easy to do, but it is possible. You don't have to risk everything, in other words, to pursue your dream. One more quote about regret. Regret whispers you could have, while wisdom urges you still can. I love that. And I could jump in here right now in this episode and tell you, you still can. And I'm going to do that. But before we do that, it's helpful to examine the reasons why we choose to not take the path. Why we choose to leave our dreams behind. Yes, it has to do with fear, has to do with doubting your dreams. But specifically this topic today that we're talking about is why do people not only not choose 
to pursue their dream. But why do they choose instead to just keep grinding and doing something that is a little bit safer? I think having a greater awareness of the underlying rationale for making the choice we make to live with regret can actually increase our understanding of those moments when we're making that choice and make us more prepared in those moments to consider another choice, okay? So here, here are three reasons I've found in dealing with the clients, working with the clients I do in pursuing their dreams, why people um, either intentionally or unintentionally choose to live with regret and to stay in their day job and to keep working for someone else's dream instead of pursuing something that's burning in their hearts, okay? First, the first main one I see is driving the decision, right, to, to live with regret is financial stability and security. We prioritize working for established organizations or pursuing more conventional career paths because, honestly, they offer financial stability, consistent income, and benefits. How many times have I talked in my coaching with uh, pastors, for example, that they're choosing to stay doing what they're doing all because they don't want to let go of their benefits? I get it. It's a strong motivator for decision-making, isn't it? And many of our dreams involve higher risk-taking, and they involve certainly involve uncertainty, <laughs> We're not sure how it's going to play out. So to take the big leap can be a huge financial risk. And this for sure makes the perceived security of a traditional job more enticing. And I say perceived security because I've also coached clients who have worked for the same company for 45 years, the last 10 years, just, just sucking their soul dry because they wanted to do something else, but they chose it because of this reason, financial stability and security. Until one day, the CEO walked into their office and said, pack up your things, we're downsizing. So sometimes our perceived security isn't all that more secure, is what I'm trying to say. All right. Another reason I see a lot why people choose to live with regret is because of social and family expectations. Societal norms and family expectations play a significant role in our choice-making. There's pressure to conform to traditional career paths. Think about this. I have four daughters. The pressure to go to school after high school over pursuing a dream or uh, pursuing a trade, the pressure is strong to conform. The pressure to provide for one's family can lead individuals to focus on practical options rather than pursuing their personal passions, even if it means sidelining their own dreams. And then in marriages, or if we're making a decision with another person that we're living with, partners don't always agree on what decision to make. And as a result, it can be more expedient to settle, to get along, than to take a risky step. And think about how many times you've heard the story of a parent saying to a child 
well, that's great that you want to go and record music or become a an actor or an actress, but you should get a day job because that's not going to work out so well. And so we have this tendency to coach each other into choosing practical options rather than pursuing personal passions. Number three, the third reason, and I think this is probably the one I see the most, is um, currently the person is just living with a lack of clarity and a lack of resources. So pursuing your dream, as you've heard me talk about so many times, requires a clear vision. If we're going to survive the difficult entrepreneurial journey, we've got to be really, really clear. It's got to be so blindingly clear that we cannot not pursue it. It also takes planning and resources. I would suggest it takes coaching. Learning new skills takes investment of time and dollars. So some professionals might feel uncertain about their personal aspirations, lacking a well-defined path to follow. And in those cases, working for someone else's dream who's already paid the investment, who's already risked the involvement, can seem more straightforward because the structure and the resources are already in place. So maybe you're there. Maybe financial stability and security, social and family expectations, and a lack of clarity and resources is keeping you uh, choosing to live with regret. None of these three reasons are inherently negative, right? It's okay to want to be and need to be financially stable and secure. It's a blessing to have societal norms and family expectations of people that care for us. You know, that's not inherently negative. Being in a place of lack of clarity and not having resources, that's just maybe where it's at for you. So I'm not saying that working and staying in your day job is necessarily a negative thing. Where this gets interesting is what is your soul yearning for? What is your heart telling you? What is, what is God maybe nudging you to do or to be? It is not also inherently negative to accomplish someone else's dream and to help them. That could be your dream. That's not negative at all. Yet, if you do have a dream that has been stirred in you and not pursuing it is leaving you with regret, might I suggest you try one of these ideas? You can actually integrate personal dreams into your professional life, and it can be fulfilling and impactful. You don't have to pursue your dream full time, I guess is what I'm saying. So here are some ways you can integrate your personal dreams into your professional life. You don't have to leave your day job. You ready? Write some of these down. So identify transferable skills. Take the time to identify skills and experiences that you've gained from your professional work that align with your personal dreams. 
God doesn't waste anything. Everything is redeemable and usable. And so your past work experience, where do you have skills and experiences that you've gained that you can apply to your personal dreams, whether it's leadership or communication, project management, problem solving, technology problem solving. These skills can be invaluable in pursuing your own passions. For example, if you dream of starting your own business in a creative field, the management skills you've honed in your current job could help you run your venture more effectively. Identify those transferable skills the ones that can be used in multiple different places. Identifying them can help you then discover ways that you might use them to try expanding your field or try creating something new. Here's something else you can do to integrate personal dreams in your professional life. Side projects and freelancing. You can start right now by allocating time outside of your regular work hours to pursue your personal projects or freelance opportunities related to your dream. This can allow you to gain experience, build a work portfolio, and can I suggest test the waters without immediately leaving your stable job. And over time, as your personal endeavors grow, Okay, you might find opportunities to transition into them full-time. Or, like me, maybe even establish a hybrid working arrangement. How about trying this one? Networking and collaboration. Leverage your professional network to find like-minded individuals who share your interests or dreams. Collaborate on projects or initiatives with colleagues who have similar aspirations It can be mutually beneficial for them and for you. You can attend networking events, workshops, online communities. Oh man, Facebook has so many different groups now. You can also connect with people that can provide you guidance and mentorship or even maybe even partnership opportunities in pursuing your dreams. Don't just hold it to yourself. Open it up to others who share your view and share your interests. Here's another one. Seek purposeful roles. You can look for job opportunities within your current field or industry that align more closely with your dream, align more closely with your personal passions. Finding roles that allow you to work on projects or initiatives that resonate with your interests can help bridge a gap between your professional and personal aspirations to live with greater alignment in your spirit, right? Invest yourself in continuous learning. You can invest in an ongoing education, skill development that relates to your dreams, all while keeping your day job. You know, you could take courses, attend workshops, or pursue certifications that enhance your expertise in your desired area. And, Acquiring these additional skills can make you a more valuable asset in your current role, all while bringing you closer to your personal dream. How about this one? Create a personal brand. Establish an online present that reflects your personal dreams and passions. I've done this. I did this when I 
began to try to expand my coaching. This could include, you know, maintaining a blog, starting a podcast, doing social media accounts, and uh, doing organic posts on your ideas that are relating to your dream. One of the ladies I interviewed on my podcast uh, is doing this exact thing with flipping furniture. And so on Facebook, you'll find picture before and after pictures littering her page, showing her abilities and showing her experience. And over time, she has built this brand, the Flipping Flemings, I think they're called, and it's opening up new opportunities to connect with others who share her passions. One more for you. Pitch new ideas. If you're employed within an organization and they have an environment of safety and trust, don't hesitate to pitch new ideas that align with your personal dreams. Who knows? Your unique perspective and enthusiasm could lead to innovative projects that benefit both you and your employer. This initiative could also help you gain recognition and support for your personal pursuits. All right, I've left you with a lot of ideas today, some of which you can tap into. Was there one one of these ideas I shared with you that resonated that you'd like to try? Maybe before next week's session, you could venture out and take the first step of applying that idea in your current role. Remember, you are in control of your life. You get to call the shots. You are not helpless and you are not stuck. There are ways to pursue your dream without leaving the security of your current role. So let's lean into that this week and choose to not live with regret. Let's give it a try and see how it works. All right. Thank you on this Labor Day weekend so much for joining me in another episode of Stop Doubting Your Dream. If you want to connect with me and discuss this or any other topic with me, if you want to share with me which idea resonated with you and what action steps you're going to take, um, make sure to head to the show notes and learn how to get in touch with me and share your insights with me. I love to engage with you and see how the show is benefiting you. If you like the show today, could I ask you to share this episode with a friend? Invite them to listen to it with you and have some discussion about it. Next week on the show, we're going to explore how we should approach a dream that seems to be difficult to monetize. And I'm going to share with you how you can fully embrace that dream that you think is not monetizable and how you might still be able to monetize it if you want to so that you can stop doubting that your dream is significant. Join me back here next week. And until then, the journey towards your dream begins today. Take action with a simple step.